Welcome, family. This is Shannon Jackson, your resident host, live in studio with Living Your Life Without Limits. And today we have this special topic talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. And I have brought a special guest with me today. And we're going to open up the phones towards the end to give you, the viewers, the audience, time to ask questions. And I have with me none other than Dr. Magdy McCall, who is an epidemiologist and infection prevention disease physician that works in the local hospitals here that is on the front line of tackling this in the city of Los Angeles, California, and the county as well. Dr. Magdi, thank you for joining me today on Living Your Life Without Limits. You are more than welcome you and all these nice viewers. So I want to first start off with saying, before we get into this, is that um, there's a lot of distrust and fear regarding people wanting to take the vaccine. And this is why I wanted to bring this live today to clear up some of the confusion and actually give people decisions to make. Because I want to say here for Living Your Life Without Limits, I am not telling anyone that they have to do it, but we're going to give you the information and so you can make an informed decision. If you ask me my personal recommendation, I'll give you that at the end. But today is to bring you information so that you can make an informed decision as to the benefits of taking the vaccine or not taking the vaccine. And this is what we wanted to accomplish today. I also wanted to recognize in the African-American community since 1932, when the Tuskegee syphilis project had happened, it created a lot of distrust with public health, where many of our men had died under that unlawful, ungodly issue that had happened. And from that day forward, there's always been a concern in the African-American community as it relates to public health and vaccine and taking medications and different things that have been given out. So I want to put that out there. But today we're talking about the vaccine. So, Magdi, why don't we start today with talking about how this came about and the emergency authorization. What does that mean? So that people can get an explanation to that. And this is a very good question. Probably will answer a lot of, save a lot of questions that we might hear later on. Emergency authorization, this is a chance for the FDA uh, to Food and Drug Administration to give approval, temporary approval, for certain medications and vaccine under these four conditions. There is a life-threatening disease. There is no approved medications of vaccine for. And at the same time, there is good benefits, scientific proof that this medicine or this vaccine can effectively control the disease. At the same time, the side effects of this medicine or vaccine overweight the uh, the side effects is way less than expected. Outweighs the, yes. Yeah. So the, the benefits, benefits outweigh the side effects. Okay. Under this four condition, let us let us try it, let us use it. At the same time, we will continue to monitor uh, how we are, where we are. And so we want to make sure the viewers understand this is not something that's given randomly. Absolutely. And it's not something that happens with a lot of medications. So the emergency authorization use is something that they do in a very, very critical 
conditions, and then it has to meet those four criteria. So I just want to make sure I reiterate what you said so that people understand this is every medication doesn't get an emergency authorization. Exactly. We are having a disease that's killing millions of people, and I don't have any effective medication or drug, so I have to find a way to use while I'm testing this disease or this vaccine. The hospital now, we don't have a place in ICUs or even uh, admission to ER right now. So I have to, we have to do something. Right. So now let's get into the vaccine itself and the development of the vaccine or the ingredients within the vaccine, because that in itself have raised a lot of concerns with people. Is this a live vaccine? What is this? What is incorporated into the vaccine? So walk us through that process. Okay. And uh, the vaccines, these vaccines that are in, in use and in trial, based on one of the three vaccines. Hopefully the director can give me that thing. This is the uh, coronavirus. And here we are taking in the first trial, the first thing, types of vaccine, we are taking the spike protein, which help the virus to invade the internal environment. Can you use my uh, slide, please? Um, the spike protein, which the virus used to invade the cell, we take it, we purify it and purify it and inject it to the patient. And the patient can develop antibodies as a result of this. The second way, we take the gene from inside the, uh, the virus, which developed this, and introduce it to chimpanzee adenovirus inside it, so it helped invade our cells. And this gene will develop the spike of the protein and... <clears throat> So the, the, the body think, oh, I have the, the, the attacking virus. So they start to develop the antibodies. So one of them, I'm giving the spike protein. One of them, I'm giving the gene that developed the spike protein. Once it introduced to inside the cell, it developed the spike protein. It is not the virus. It is just the protein. I am deceiving the body to develop antibodies. So once the real virus come in, I have already antibodies. Moderna and uh, Pfizer are using a, a third method, which is the um, mRNA, which the mR messenger RNA, which is the protein that uh, stranded like this, where all the protein particles just uh, assemble on it to develop the end product is the spike protein. The spike protein is the main thing that I want to let the body be aware of. So this, once the protein developed on this mRNA, mRNA, then the uh, the spike protein get produced. I, I wish that we can get the one that so the the viewer can see what I am saying. This is the spike protein. Once they, they see the, the, the body, see this spike protein, this is a strange. So they start to develop antibodies. So once the real virus attack, we have enough antibodies so to So there's attack. a defense mechanism. Exactly. So it is not, we are not injecting virus. We are not using any even part of the virus. We are just assim, 
assemble the a protein on the surface so the the body wants to see it, they start to develop antibodies. So the, the whole idea of, let, let me show the, the second uh, picture here where it is uh, how we uh, help uh, uh, introducing the virus the inside. By the way, we are using chimpanzee adenovirus because we have human adenovirus. If you introduce it through human adenovirus, just to help introduce the vaccine inside the cells so they can develop this. I want the body itself to develop this. So I am not giving the real virus so to protect because we don't like to, to, to get a chance if we are using the COVID 19 virus right. injecting inside our and body. Killing somebody uh, at the same time. It will, it will, it might hurt more. Yeah. So we are just trying to, to deceive the body by introducing this surface protein. Mm -hmm. So, like what we are using with uh, hepatitis B vaccine. Almost is, everybody's which using. Which has been around for exactly. a long time now. Exactly. So, so let's talk about the difference companies that are out right now um, that have been approved to do vaccines because there's also been questions about is one better than the other and there's ver several companies that are out right now but I know in the United States there are two so why don't you walk us through that and the difference between the two uh, they both are using the mRNA the, the third so let's talk about the names using. of them so everybody understands the names so one is Pfizer the other one, one is, is Moderna, Moderna yes. and those are the two that have authorization in the United States right now. Yes. However, there are other companies yes. across the world that are also using yes. vaccines. Yes, uh, everybody, we almost have 70 companies that are trying to develop uh, the vaccine, each one in a different level of the trial. Um, Moderna and Pfizer almost 95% uh, protection. And if you like, if we have time, I would planning to give how we, how we say that this 95 uh, yes. things. And um, different packing, different uh, requirement for the storage of each one of them. So let's walk through those two, because right now there's the, the two for the United States. Uh, and people are concerned. What's the difference? When it reaches the public, we're going to go over that a little bit later and how yes. that's going to come down the turnpike, which should I get? So let's go with Pfizer. What's, give us the nuts and bolts of Pfizer, and then we'll talk about Moderna. Pfizer, once you get the vaccine, 21 days later, you need to get the second shot. Uh, for Moderna, you need to take it within 28 days after receiving the shot. And this is the main difference. Uh, the Moderna, Moderna is easier for the storage. So they are giving it to majority to uh, small hospitals or uh, nursing homes because Moderna does not require the special uh, low-grade freezer that they, it need to go down to almost minus 112 in order to keep this vaccine. So if somebody, say, had Pfizer, mm -hmm. had the Pfizer vaccine, and say a lab or a storage issue took place where it wasn't meeting the temperature requirement um, for the, the consumer confidence, 
How, how, how are the organizations working that out to make sure somebody checking and balancing that? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I have also that received the Moderna and I have also that received the uh, Pfizer. Yes. The Pfizer that we, they have the capability to maintain this uh, temperature and it is checked by the county before they send it to you. Okay. So it is tested and they know that you have five days even the, for the big hostels, uh, definitely there is like a, a mountain side. Now in, in New York, they built new freezers just for this. Um, this is fine, but for the regular hostels, big hostels, they are using it for five days. So the county know that you have the authorization. You will meet this requirement, but they can use this vaccine for five days. For Moderna, He's giving to the hostel, and he knows how they're gonna store it, but for 30 days, not at the, not an hour more than the 30 days, because they are monitoring how long the vaccine is. Stored. Side effects for the two. Are there oh any differences God. in the side effects? Can I go first with how we are sure that the vaccine is safe? Correct. Go ahead. First, then I will say the side effects right, so they know big um, emergency use. Mm -hmm. I, 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 said, I said how it is the requirement has to be met mm -hmm. and how it is used in order to, uh, uh, to uh, reach. Um, this is the vaccine life cycle and safety of the vaccine. Uh, we have first the vaccine has to be tried outside, either in labs and uh, on animals or whatever it is. They prove this, this vaccine is okay. Now they get approval from the, uh, to, to be tested in humans. Mm -hmm. The first phase, they only are allowed to test it on 20 to 100 person, healthy people, in order to see the results. After everything is okay with the first phase. And that's called a clinical trial study so that people exactly. understand what that means. Exactly. So it's a clinical trial study that humans participated in before we got the final yeah. emergency authorization. We, we never start with human. We started yeah. before, we get our results, prove that it works somewhere else, then we start the human trial. Right. We start first phase, small numbers. The second phase, we go for 100 to 300 person, mostly healthy, but we add certain uh, diseases, patient with certain diseases, just to check. And this trial, the second phase, I'm looking for the safety of the, of the vaccine. At the same time, um, side effects and all this kind of stuff. At the same time, I'm trying to adjust to see what the best those are how frequently I am using the vaccine. So with the second trial, now you have a mixture of healthy and maybe people with medical conditions like Some diabetes medical conditions, or yes. hypertension, like half exactly. of the people in the world or yes. something of that nature. Okay. Exactly. Then if everything is, goes well with the second phase, we go to the third phase where we are having from 1,000 to 3,000 and this trial, I'm trying to take half of the people to get placebo, the other half, 
I can give the vaccine itself. So I can compare the two groups. And I have the two groups has to be almost identical. And identical not only to each other, but also to the population I'm using, per se. I have 10% diabetes in this community in the United States, mm -hmm. per se. I'm giving 10% as a wrong example, but I'm just giving yeah. a number. Yeah. Uh -huh. 10%. I have to have 10% of the vaccine group to, to be diabetic, 10% there. I have uh, cardiac diseases, 20%. 20% here, 20%. I have uh, females. I have males in the community. The same percentage, I have to have it in, in the both uh, categories. Seniors and uh, younger, I have to, to be a symbol in the two groups, and I give the vaccine. Once everything goes well, then there is two other approval. They collect the data. And in the third trial, the best thing which is done, uh, just uh, I said the third phase, the requirement is to have from 1,000 to 3,000. Do you know how many Moderna uh, people tested on? How many? And instead of 1,000 to, 1, to 3,000? How many? They tested on 30,000. 30,000? 30,000. For Moderna? 3-0. How many did Pfizer test? Pfizer, they introduced 44,000, but they tested, eliminated some, and they tested 36,000. So 18,000 in the vaccine group, 18,000 in the non So Moderna group. went above? Uh, no, uh, Pfizer, 36. Pfizer went above. And Moderna, 30,000. 30,000. The requirement was 3,000. 3,000. The max. So both of them tested more. More. They went, exceeded the amount required. Okay. Exactly. So just to, uh, to, 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 uh, to compensate for the short period of time, they tested in way bigger number of that. And they have a lot of money from the feds. So they were able to recruit so many people in doing this test. Once we reached the third uh, phase and everything went well, they submit their data to the FDA. FDA will not approve it Which by the... Which is the Federal Drug Fe Administration, for those that may not know what that means. Yes, I'm mm -hmm. so glad that you fixed it. Yeah. They take it from here. They have advisory group, independent group from outside universities or experts in vaccine. They look at the data, examine case by case. And by the way, uh, before I go to this, in the third phase, it is double blind. Double blind, which means that the one giving the vaccine to people does not no. know yeah. if this is receiving the vaccine or receiving the right. placebo. Nobody right. knows. Right. The physician or the person giving the vaccine does not know. Mm -hmm. He just document Mr. X received bottle number 15. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Z got the, uh, this, uh, this number 20. So he does not know. Just so, so that the data can be clean. So he's not clean. biased. Yeah. Either with the vaccine yeah. or mm -hmm. against the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And he's just he sent his reports, monitor the, uh, the person until and send this data. This data compiled. This advisory group look at case by case basis and formulate their decision. 
what happened is they approved the they gave their recommendation one day before the approval and FDA as government people also studying this this uh, this data and once the advisory committee approve it the FDA gonna approve it then you cannot use the vaccine yet it has to go to the CDC Center for Disease Control. He has also another advisory committee that looked at the same data before they give their recommendation how this vaccine will be used. Per se, uh, Pfizer presented their data saying that this vaccine can be used for age 12 and up. The FDA, the advisory committee for the FDA says no. We don't like the numbers for between 12 and uh, 16. You don't have enough data for us. Let us use it from 16 up. So they made recommendations to alter the usage of it. Exactly, okay. because mm -hmm. they studied, examined, and not only if the FDA themselves, but the, their advisory committee, and send it to the CDC advisory committee, not government official. When they say yes or no, nobody's going to, you're going to be fired. You know what I mean? And they give their recommendation. In this vaccine specifically, there was another layer happened with the Western, uh, I received a very interesting uh, uh, email from them. This is, it calls Western, um, Western State uh, Scientific Safety Review. There were scientists, in mostly democratic uh, states like California, Oregon, Washington, uh, they are afraid that uh, Bush administration—sorry, uh, Trump administration—will push FDA to approve it. Although there is so many layer preventing that because they are not official that approved. So they form a group of scientists to look at the same data that the advisory committee for the FDA or the FDA itself or the CDC, they looked at the same data and they sent me an email saying that they approve the okay. use of this medication. Okay, so we've had a lot of governing bodies, independent reviews that have happened from various different levels. Some within the governor and some without the governor. Exactly. Before this went forward to the community. Exactly. Okay. The so now talk to us about the side effects. Before the side effects, I'm just going to go to, mm -hmm. now the vaccine is approved. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen after? Mm -hmm. Oh, a lot of bodies that looking at this huge number of data. We are looking at uh, this year, something if you like to use. Uh, there is, uh, in addition to the regularly, if, if something happened in hostel, for sure you know that we need to uh, report it as hostel. If something happened with a physician in his office or one of his patients, he need to report it to the uh, FDA. This year they have the vaccine safety assessment, uh, something application, they call it V-SAFE. Yes. You can download, the person yes. can download in his yes. uh, lab. Yes. And his uh, smartphone. And the CDC is going to send him a question every day after s uh, for a week asking him, are, do, what do you feel? Are yes. you okay? Any side effects? Any side effects? Anything? Uh, 
uh, and after that, if nothing, they will continue sending him one every week, one email every week or message every week for six weeks. So what happens sure that uh, for the viewers and what Dr. Magni is saying is that when you get the vaccine, they give you the sheet so that along with the card that you get that tells you the lot. And interesting enough, usually when you get a vaccine, your card doesn't give you the lot number. In this particular case, I guess it's because of the emergency authorization use, they actually put the lot number down and what type of vaccine that you're getting on this card. Everyone gets the same one. And you get the form that you were referring to, and they give you the form so that you can download it and get these reviews and communicate yeah. directly with them if you have any side effects. So immediately, if I report that I have something serious, the message is going to go to CDC, immediately exactly. going to go to the FDA, and a physician from there will going to contact you. the person, as I have, we have it in the slide a little bit yes, ago, yes. just telling the person that, uh, are you okay, uh, how we yes, can help you, yes, and uh, yes. see if this side effect back to the vaccine or just happened this time, because they want to make sure that it is really related to the vaccine. But the importance is that you have to register for it in order to get that connection. Exactly. When they give you the form, you have to log in and create the registration account for that communication to happen. Yes. yes. Um, who? Uh, side effects? Yes, side effects. That's what everybody wants to talk about. It's side effects because they're hearing things about people dropping dead after they just received the vaccine and different things happening. People's tongues are swelling. I mean, the stories go from A to Z, right? So people are very concerned about the side effects. Is it going to be something that's going to be temporary? Is it something residual long term? So we really want to hear about the side effects. And then we want to open up the lines a little bit for some calls. So the number is at the bottom. If you want to talk to us directly while this is going live, or if you have a chat or something, we have people monitoring the Facebook and have questions that you want to have come through, you can do that. Or if we go offline and you do send us a chat through the Facebook or something, we can definitely get back to you with the question. Okay, so stay tuned. We're going to be coming live to answer some phone calls very soon. We want him to talk about the side effects first. Okay, side effects, definitely the majority. Can I get you the slide where it is from the studies? Mm -hmm. So it is proven that it happens. Uh, the side effects... Um, the, um, okay, can I get the one before that? Um, Actually, okay. Um, um, so um, basically, uh, I wish uh, for some reason uh, it was not connected now my laptop to the uh, screen. Uh, the sun is showing that there is local um, local uh, effects, which is uh, pain at the or soreness at the site yes. of the injection, mm -hmm. fatigue, a uh, little bit kind of fever and um, some shells, and uh, that's it. And some has uh, some muscle uh, problem, muscle pain, ache, and uh, arthralgia uh, occurred almost in 1%, and uh, headache uh, happened in 5% of the people, and uh, nervous system disorders, 5%, some pain, some uh, then diarrhea and uh, noise. So let me ask you this. So what is been, what you
The first one, not so bad on side effects. But that second one seems like it has really knocked a lot of people out. It seems people are more fatigued or the symptoms of side effects seem to be a little bit more harsh. Let me be clear. Mm -hmm. We are happy to have the side effects. Why? Because it tells us that your body is reacting and developing antibody to this virus, or not the virus, to the vaccine. So I I just want to look at a different way than, oh, just the pain and the ache. That's that's very good for people to understand. Repeat that again for people that may didn't get that. So just break it down a little bit more for those that to understand what you're saying, that it's a good thing to have side effects because... Because it is your body is reacting to some vaccine that you are receiving. So it, de- it is now the body is developing antibody against the virus that That's we all have. That's what I afraid. want you to say. So the body is developing antibodies against COVID-19 to prevent you from, from getting the, uh, getting the disease. The virus itself so this reaction is okay. it should be well more welcomed okay. than being afraid from yes however uh, there is some other side uh, people that might get some severe disease um, uh, might be uh, uh, more like uh, <clears throat> Uh, now I just get lost here. Yeah. I want to get the, yeah. the right We're, slide. We want to go live and answer questions in a minute. After you this so we have the, um, it might be um, severe, some severe reaction can happen, like uh, swallow in the face yes. the, uh, thing and uh, collapse and... Uh, <clears throat> Which slide number they want to they want to pull up that slide that you're asking for they want to show it to the viewers what slide number is that? Uh huh. It's not here by number. It's not by number. So So, the one with it says severe allergies. uh, It says severe allergic reaction on it. Okay. Um, These reactions we have. Okay. Uh, Difficult breathing, swelling in your face, and. throat, uh, fast heartbeat, and bad reaction all over the body. All this, just we can treat it within the, by the uh, uh, treatment that available in the site. The good news is that if we studied this uh, reactions, um, it, it was showed in the CDC. Uh, uh, it was showed in the study right here in front mm-hmm. of me. Uh, and I really apologize that my laptop is not connected okay. to the computer so they can see the official CDC uh, things that uh, shows. Uh, they did the study for a week on the people that received the vaccine. By that time, almost 2 million people received the vaccine in the first week of dispensing the vaccine. They found 21 cases of anaphylactic shock. Okay. This is Which what are I am saying. Which are the most severe? The most severe. I'm not talking That's about the most the, the severe. Acidic. So the anaphylactic shock is the most severe for our audience to understand. It were 21. Were there any deaths related to no. that? No, 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 no. So no all. deaths because there's stuff going on Facebook and social media saying that people took the vaccine and they dropped dead. So this is why, I mean, literally took the vaccine and they're showing people dead. So we don't know if it's a hoax or what. But 
there's no reported deaths related, but there is 21 cases of severe reactions. Is that what Can I, mean? I say something? And the yes. study was done in UK. Mm -hmm. There were six deaths. When they went back, they stopped the, the, the AstraZeneca, stopped the trial. And when they looked at these cases, they were the ones that received the placebo. Okay. They received the placebo, not okay. the vaccine. So in the UK, they did have six deaths. Six deaths, but okay. But in honest, the United States, we haven't had No, death not from the group that receiving the vaccine. Okay. But these are the people that were receiving the placebo, so it is not related. That's why okay. they restarted the study. But if they have six deaths with the vaccine, they will stop the trial and we will never return back okay. to it. Okay, so family, what we're going to do right now is take a quick 30-second break, and we're going to come back where Dr. Magni is going to answer questions live from you. There's a, I'm hearing from the control room. They want us to take a quick break and stay with us. We, this is a very, very important conversation that we want to have. So get on the phone with your people and my people and our people and get your questions ready. We will be back in about 30 seconds. Stay tuned. We're going for a quick break. your mind. Live your life without limits. No more wasting time. So don't forget to stay focused while continuing. Stay on the
your mind Live your life without limits No more wasting time So don't forget to stay focused While continuing Stay on the grind your mind Live your life without limits No more wasting time So don't forget to stay focused While continuing Stay on the grind Once again, family, we are back live here still talking about the COVID-19. I have two questions that came up that we're going to start with that came out of Facebook. And then those of you that want to get ready to dial in, feel free to do so. The first question, Dr. Magdi, that came up, why two doses? Two doses because we're going to give the initiate the reaction. Then we post this with another dose. Uh, some talks right now is to expand the doses, the distance between the two doses. They are working on it right now, but so far we have the 21 for Pfizer, uh, 28 for Moderna to one month. And Johnson & Johnson is coming to say that he have a vaccine for just one dose. So right now it's not possible, but Johnson & Johnson is trying to it's develop coming one to one. develop one, saying that it's one shot, one, one shot. dose. That's it. Need but to go how back often we're going to repeat the vaccine? Nobody is can answer this okay. question right now. All right. And why the difference between 21 and 28 days? It's just because of their makeup, the different best, companies? Uh, yeah, this is the, the, the best way that with the clinical trial, they found that best response, development antibodies, was after 21 or around the 21 days. And Moderna found that it the best results that we got when they gave the vaccine between 28. So the antibodies days. drove the time period of the 21 and exactly. the 28 days. So I hope the person on Facebook got that answer for both of those. Is there any callers that we have or any other questions that we have coming in right now before we continue? No callers? Okay. So if anybody wants to call in before we finish, this is your opportunity if you have any questions. Otherwise, he's going to continue uh, before we wrap this up. This is your time. If you've had any questions and you're listening <laughs> or online, we have an expert in-house who is on the front line with several of the hospitals here, big and small, 
that is uh, distributing this right from their facilities. So, okay. All right, so in the meantime, while we're waiting to see if another call comes in or a question comes in, you were going to talk, you had another thing that you wanted to discuss. Yeah, I still now we, uh, if we have a slide 15, I just printed yesterday from uh, Bloomberg, just tracking the vaccine worldwide. Okay. We almost received, uh, gave 40 million vaccine worldwide, 39.7 worldwide for in 51 uh, uh, country and the daily doses they are giving 2.4 million doses a day worldwide wow. in the united states we distributed 13.7 million doses that the people that received the shots so a lot of questions have come up when is it going to get down to the communities and to the <laughs> seniors and get to the rank and file i know um is there any discussion on there i know it's been county by county driving that or yes um the federal government gave it give the direction we have a phone call too we're going to take after you finish this question uh -huh. okay the federal government uh, sorry um Okay. Give Let us take this one now since we have people on and then we'll come back to that question. Caller, what is your name? Hi, Juanita. Hi, Juanita. This is Juanita Anderson. Yeah, I have a question. Um, I was, I've always been asthmatic and I'm kind of concerned with the COVID being more of a bronchial uh, disease. Um, What's the impact of those that have been identified that, um, you know, in doing a trial that were asthmatic? Is there anything Great question. that I can read or look up in reference to that? What side effects might I expect? So she's, a, she's, an, she's an asthmatic. And what she's asking is that what does the research or literature talk about side effects with people with uh, respiratory conditions or asthma in particular? Because uh, she wants, she's... I, I, if I understand correctly, she's leaning towards taking the vaccine, but she wants to know what the risk factors are. Um, we have to wait the risk of the disease because being asthmatic and getting the COVID-19 itself, it is, she has a high risk with severe disease having uh, being asthmatic. And the other side, we have the vaccine that might cause some anaphylactic shock or some side effects with her based on how, until now there is no recommendation against receiving giving the vaccine to people with asthma so it's no recommendation for her not to take it no they so, can take it safely. Safely. And if there is some other reaction going to happen, they can be treating it because she is a high risk when she receives it. If she got the disease, it is not it going to be. Uh, we have to look at to risk weigh the it. risks. So, Juanita, did you understand that? What he's saying is that the research right now is saying that you are at greater risk if you catch COVID of having significant issues. With the vaccine. With, uh, versus getting the vaccine. Normally, the okay. uh, CDC say that okay. consult this with your personal physician. Okay. However, there is no indication. Okay. That we have another call. Name of the caller, please. 
caller. How are you? What's your name? Okay. Yeah, nice name. All right. So hopefully Juanita, she um, heard that explanation uh, for her um, on there. And she's a loyal listener and follower of Living Your Life Without Limits. So I'll definitely circle back to her and make sure that's clear. The same thing we say to the pregnant woman. Pregnant woman is high risk for getting the vaccine, uh, getting the disease. Mm -hmm. So we usually refer her to the person physician, and the person physician mm -hmm. has to wait. The transmissibility of the virus in the community, how, how high rate of transmission inside the community, high, how the, her uh, risk <coughs> when she gets the if she has high risks in her for the disease, if the fetus is high risk with any other disease. So <coughs> with this factor, the hair physician can say, tell her, get the vaccine or don't get the vaccine. For the pregnant woman, there was 12 involved and they received the vaccine in the trial. Uh, none of them has uh, problems with the vaccine. However, we always refer to the personal physician. Next caller. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Maggie. Next, Next caller, your name? Hello? Hello? Uh -oh. Hello? Okay, let me go to the distribution. Do you have another yes. caller? Okay, distribution, uh, slide number 36. Uh, the CDC gave guidance to divide it by groups and they count the number of people in each group and decided whom we're gonna give first. So the first group is 1A. This is for healthcare workers, about 21 million over the United States, and the people that live in the long-term care facilities, about three millions, they are the first groups. Most of all the states started with healthcare workers, but, uh, and then after they finish that, they're gonna go to the nursing homes. Florida started with the, uh, the nursing homes and went okay. to the, uh, Healthcare workers. Okay. The second group are the frontline essential worker. Um, we have another phone call too. Okay, teachers and all this kind of stuff. In addition to seventy years old and up. Okay. okay. So, caller. Yes. Hi, your name. Delilah Williams. Hi, Miss Delilah, loyal fan and friend. <laughs> How are you? I'm blessed today. Thank you. What's your question, my love? My question is, if you get the vaccine, can you still get the virus? Very good question. Very good question. Very good question. <laughs> and I bet that's on the hearts of many people. So that's a very, very good question. Thank you. Um, okay. Can you, Dr. Maggie? Yes. I think slide 16. And slide 16, it's going to show you, this is the results from the uh, clinical studies. 
when they give, this is for Pfizer, uh, I got the one for Pfizer, I put it here. Slide 16 is telling me how many person got the virus after receiving the vaccine. So, okay. Okay. So how many during the clinical trial? The clinical trials, um, when they compare it with the uh, number that got the, the, the virus, when it is, they received the placebo, per se, eight here got the virus after receiving the vaccine, but the people who did not receive the vaccine, they, re they had 162 person got the virus, got the disease. So they compare it and the result is 95% give protection. However, there is 5% is still gonna get the vaccine and get the disease. Okay. So we got two phone calls. So to answer your question, Delilah, there was a 5% chance in the studies that people who had actually taken the vaccine did come down with the virus. What about passing it on and being contagious? And we got to take a call. We will hold on to that. Let's get a call and then you can come back to my question. Okay. Next call. Thank you, Delilah. I love you. Next caller. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Miranda Triplett. Hello, Miss LaRonda. Hi. I couldn't help but to call in. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Okay, so my question is, on the news, it was broadcast that it was a new strand of COVID that was discovered and that the first U.S. case was in New York. How would this vaccine protect us from the different strands of COVID? Great question, LaRonda, who also works with Living Your Life Without Limits. We love her. <laughs> it's very nice lady. Yes. I like her. So what's the, uh, that's a good question. A very good question. Um, coronavirus is a group of viruses that keep it changing all the time. Okay. So yeah. we have two Just tell them variants. Currently, we <laughs> have two variants, one from UK and the other one in South Africa. These two variants that we are happy that the changes in the spike protein, if you remember, I'm saying that yes. the spike protein, the protein that helped the virus to get into the cell, there is some changes, but not in the area where we focus our vaccine on. So the vaccine is still good against these two variants that currently in, uh, currently in the world. Excellent. If this is going to happen with new variants, I don't know. Time will tell. But Time what's currently tell. out there, that new strand, it protects. It protects. Did yes. that answer your question, LaRonda? Thank you. Next Thank you. caller. Hello. Welcome. Give us your name. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Give us your name. Hi, it's Juanita Anderson again, and I'm sorry to call in, but I have another question. Yes, yes, go ahead. My husband and I are both going to get the vaccine, but he's in a different group than I am. Will he be uh, fully protected from ever getting the, the uh, COVID, even though I may continue to be susceptible until I receive my vaccine? I did not understand the question. So can you repeat the question just so we can make sure, let me make sure I understood what you're saying. You're saying your husband is in a different category. 
Yes, receiving Correct. the vaccine. So he's going to receive the vaccine. He's going to receive the vaccine before you, was what you're saying. Yes, that's correct. And I would have to wait at least two months before I can get my vaccine. Okay. So, is he free from ever catching the COVID? So she's asking, is he protected from catching the COVID, even because he's going to get it sooner than she is? Is he protected? Yes, um, 95%. 95% protection. He has the same 95% protection as the healthcare workers and everyone else that's gotten it so far. Right. Um, Does that answer the question? Yeah, but for her, if she had the asthma that she mentioned a little bit earlier, Uh she might be uh, getting uh, a higher advance than her regular age group. So explain to her what you meant. Did you hear that, uh, Juanita? Uh, So for you in particular, for you in particular, he is saying that you might have a... Upgraded to a higher group. A higher group. Like you should get it before time. Yes. He feels that you might want to go back and see if they can bump your group category up to get the vaccine sooner than later. Because of the asthma. Because of the and, asthma that you may need to, to emphasize. Oh, it, great, right? great. So great. She's, he said that you need to emphasize and let them know you have asthma because it may put you at a higher category to go. Wherever you were supposed to go in line, you'd be pushed further up in the line. Thank you, thank you. Okay? All right. <laughs> thank you so much for being a loyal. Loyal, <laughs> family, living your life without limits. Another call. Thank you. Welcome. This is Shannon from Living Your Life Without Limits. Who's on the line? Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Who's, who am I speaking to? This is Anna Hubbard calling from Carson, California. All right, Miss Anna. How are you? Welcome. Uh, thank you. God bless you and the work you're doing. Um, I'm 62 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm in fairly good health, I've been told. But, uh, again, I haven't experienced any symptoms, only those that I might have in my head, first of all. I want to preface that by saying that. But, you know, to me, I haven't been down to get a test. And I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm the kind that I don't think it's necessary that I should pursue getting a test unless I'm exhibiting symptoms. Now, I, I should let you know that I am uh, quarantined and working from home and, 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 and really not exposing myself to everyday life to any great degree. But do you recommend that I get a test? I mean, is that necessary? It's not necessary to get a test if you're quarantining and you are, haven't had any symptoms. I mean, some people do it just for peace of mind psychologically. They just want to know that they don't have it. But if you've been asymptomatic and there is no symptoms and you haven't been around anybody who's been exposed, you've been exposed to, there is not any requirement that you need to do it. Would you say anything different? Yes, and uh, if her work needs her to come back or if she has symptoms... Yeah, if you have symptoms uh, or it's required for work or just for peace of mind. But people don't have to get COVID testing if they haven't been exposed or they're asymptomatic. It's not necessary so to do why so. Why she's quarantined? 
She's just saying she's yeah. staying on lockdown. She's saying she's keeping herself. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. She's no. self-quarantining, yeah. not under any mandate for no, any medical. No, no. Is that how I heard that right, Miss <laughs> Ann? Right. I, yeah. I, I'm basically yeah. working from home. She's working from home and, and staying out of the fray, which is a good thing. We need more people doing wow. that till we yeah. get everybody yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so now, much. I do have another question. Yes, go ahead. That uh, thing. <laughs> How do you feel we should approach the question of whether or not to take it? I don't know. I had some sorry these questions, man, have already been addressed. I apologize for putting in late. And if this is the same information that you guys already discussed at length, I'll just replay it back. Okay. Well, well. Thank you for that. Well, first of all, what we what we have said already is giving you information, giving everyone information about the benefits of taking the vaccine and the risk of people with comorbidities, medical conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, asthma and other uh, conditions. If you don't take it and you until and herd immunity, this is the next thing I want to talk about uh, just before we close this up. You know, you could be at risk of getting it and everyone that gets it doesn't die. But then there's a high risk that people get very, very sick from it. And then there's obviously the fatalities of people dying from it. So um, it's an individual choice. So we want to say that. But there is many, many benefits to protecting yourself from this dreadful, dreadful um, virus that's out there. And being of elder and having any type of coexisting medical conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, any of those mm-hmm. chronic conditions, you would be best served if you would take the vaccine. I have patients mm-hmm. passed away when they have no risk factors. So yeah. the doctor and is young. saying he's had patients <laughs> pass away that were young that had no risk factors, that had no medical conditions, but the virus mm-hmm. itself took them down. Exactly. So okay. it was uh, not that many, but it still still had some. Is, we have so some. perfectly healthy, and still passed from it. So this is something that we haven't experienced in our lifetime. Exactly. Uh, is there another call before we go to herd immunity? Thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Ann, and thank you for being a loyal <laughs> follower and listener of Living Your Life Without Limits. Okay, so. Before we wrap this up, I want to first let people know, because they may want to know, what have I done? So I have taken the vaccine. I've taken the first dose. And this is what you get. You get a card, as I was telling you about. And with the card, it gives you the lot number and it tells you the vaccine. So I took the Moderna vaccine. And on the back of it, it also tells you the date that you're required to come back. One thing that I want to let you know is that when you take one of the vaccines, whether you get Moderna or Pfizer, the second dose has to be of the same kind. If you take Moderna to start, your second one has to be Moderna. If you take Pfizer to start, your second one has to be Pfizer. You cannot co-mix them. And the reason why I said that, when I went to go get my vaccine, there were many healthcare (laughs) providers that had taken Pfizer and was going for Moderna. And the doctor said, stop, you can't do it. You can't co-mingle them. So they had to reschedule themselves and take it another day. So personally for myself, 
I made the choice to take the vaccine, and I'm actually glad that I did. In terms of symptoms, I had no symptoms the first day. The second day, for about two days, I had the arm soreness from the vaccine. And now the... So we're also going to take a picture of this and post it so people can see what it looks like on there, onto the social media stage as well. Okay, so the next thing that we want to talk about before we close this out, everybody's heard the term herd immunity. So I want Dr. Magdi to explain to us what herd immunity means. Okay, uh, also I need to disclaim that I also got the vaccine. Yes. And I think the director has... Uh-oh. There he goes, right this there. This is the first, um, the other one also. This is the second shot probably. And the first shot is, uh, anyway. So he so, already has his two shots I already. I'm still, two shots I'm still <laughs> waiting till February for my second dose. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I received it from them. Herd immunity means that there is the community already have some form of antibodies in their system. This is what happened with the annually perceived with influenza. Not that so many are killed like COVID-19 because we have some sort of herd or the community already have something. Uh, For COVID, because it is brand new and nobody has anybody against this virus, that's why it's rampant and still ramping around and because we don't really have antibodies against it. I have slide number 32 where it shows, uh, this is a a comparison between the how much herd immunity I need with the effectiveness of the disease. So per se, if I have a vaccine that effective 50%, so 50% of the people who are going to get the vaccine will be immune. Okay? If I have this 50% efficacy for the vaccine, I need to give 100% of the population to receive the vaccine in order to achieve 50% of the population mm. immune. So I have a feeling that there is herd immunity and we can control the epidemic. Now we are having almost 100% efficacy or 95 efficacy of the vaccine we are having. So all what we, we, our goal is to give it to 50% of the population. For herd immunity to take place. Exactly. Okay. So we're a long ways away from herd immunity (laughs) coming into place. So I just wanted to make sure people understood what that meant. And as we're getting ready to close, I want to thank, first of all, my special guest, Dr. Magdi, for taking time out of his very, very busy schedule to come and answer some questions and clarify for our viewers so that people can make an informed decision. Our goal here on Living Your Life Without Limits is our motto is elevation, education, Mm. and motivation. Mm. And so we bring you information so that you can make choices and create positive change for your life. And thank you once again, the viewers and listening audience that have tuned into this. And if you didn't tune in live, this will be replayed onto our YouTube channel. And if you're not already following us at Living Your Life Without Limits, click the subscribe button and follow us. Because guess what? We are just getting started.
And as we always say when we sign off, remember, family, to love yourself. Take care of yourself. Because guess what? You are absolutely worth it. Thank you once again. I thank my esteemed guest, Dr. Magny, for being with us today and all of you for staying connected on this very, very important topic. Thank you once again and see you next week. Elevate your mind